Hey, hey, everyone, what is up? This is Zete with another episode of Eco Lawn Science, where we talk about the science behind lawn care, soil health, plant health, tree health, etc. And I also talk about random things that fascinate me in the industry robots to new products across the world. Today's episode, I want to talk about soil samples. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning. This is probably going to be a two-part series. So series one will be soil samples, and the second part will jump into understanding fertilizers. So I'm going, to, I'm going to start by this. If you've ever been to a forest, if you've ever been to the woods or to a jungle, you'll notice that the, that the area is green and lush, things grow, and, and no one's out there applying fertilizer. No one's out there spraying for weeds. Everything happens naturally, and it's quite incredible. And so you wonder, okay, well... What about my property? What about my landscape? Why do I have to add things? And basically, when in those areas in the world that in the areas of the world, the jungles, the forests, and areas where everything's green and less naturally, one of the biggest things you have is you have an ecosystem of everything working together in synergy. You have different relationships between fungi and bacteria and earthworms and birds, and and so they all work in this incredible cycle. And there's a couple ways in which nutrients are restored, but one is, you know, an animal or um, I'm going to keep this simple on this one, but an animal, um, you know, could eat another animal and leave some of the carcass or some of the bone. And over time, it breaks down, replenishing the soil with nutrients. Um, Often when animals are out eating natural things and they they go to the bathroom in those areas, their waste breaks down and provides more nutrients. And so you have this continual cycle. Um, And so what happens in, in... you know, modern day Americas, we build these neighborhoods and we build, um, you know, these homes and we want these perfect landscapes, but we don't have any of that ecosystem. We've, we've kind of removed it. It's a very unnatural thing in some areas, especially, you know, we're a mile high ish. We're almost a mile high here in Utah. We have a drought, a, a mountain desert terrain. So there's a lot of complications and everybody wants that perfect lawn. And, you know, so to do that, because we don't have that natural ecosystem, that balance happening, we have to try to create ourselves. We have to add inputs and nutrients just for it to be green and healthy. And I'm talking lawn, plants, trees. Um, now, there's another episode we'll do on something called the soil food web. But but for today's purposes and where we're going with the next episode, this is going to be more on, um, you know, traditional lawn care. And so here we are. We have a lawn put in. A lot of the topsoil, the good topsoil full of earthworms and and life and beneficial fungi and insects has been removed so that we could, you know, grade it and top, top, you know, grade it, put a house on it, put in a lawn. We We basically rip everything out and destroy everything so that we can put in something and try to make it perfect. <laughs> and so what happens is you lose a lot of the benefits, a lot of the, the natural life that's happening. And so you end up having a lawn with below the lawn a soil that is often sterile, that is often pretty sad. I've seen it under microscopes many times and there's not a lot of activity. There's not a lot of microbiology action happening. And so there we go. We want to, we've got to fertilize constantly. We've got to water. We've got to, you know, mechanically control and help this property to look perfect. So that's the situation. The biggest step I find people overlook is the soil sample. People will go to the store. They'll buy bags of fertilizer. They'll ask the people at Home Depot or Ace or wherever you are, what do I do? How do I put it down? They'll go on the web. 
with not a great understanding of soil science, they will just buy the fertilizer and put it down. And sometimes they, and often they'll overapply, and often they'll underapply, and they'll burn things. And the lawn may look good. They might put a ton of nitrogen down. The lawn greens up, and they're so proud. I got the best greenest lawn on my on the block, the healthiest lawn, which often is not true. Often the greenest lawn scares me because it's like, what did you do? What off balance thing did you do to have such a green lawn? In some cases. Um, and so the best way to do this is to start with a soil test. Let me tell you a little bit about them. Generally, when I have clients and I say, hey, let's do a soil sample, a lot of people won't do it. They don't want to spend the money, but it's so inexpensive and it'll really give you a guide and you can build a plan off of that that's going to benefit your lawn the most. Um, so here in Utah, you can get a soil sample from the Utah State University, their analytical labs, USU up in Logan. And you can go to their website and there will be a form and there will be a box and a little baggie and they will tell you how to pull the samples. They'll tell you how to fill up the box and then you ship in the box. They break it down in the lab They and they determine and they can look at it and tell you, hey, this is your macronutrient, your micronutrients and, and some other um, markers that they'll come and they'll tell you. And then by that, with that information, with that data, you can create a good plan for what you need, not just a one-size-fits-all. And so let's – I want to dig a little bit into that and, and get a little more specific. So when you're taking the sample, um, it really depends on your goal of the sample. So let's say uh, – sometimes so let's say you know I have a client that may have – just the lawn looks great, but there's a 20 percent of the lawn just looks bad. It doesn't look the same. And so in that situation, when I'm trying to figure out what's going on, I would sample maybe six to eight different spots of soil in the bad area because the idea is I'm trying to get an average – of the soil in that area. And so what you would do is you find the area that they would like to sample and you go around, you, you take a, an, like a little um, probe, a soil probe, you get them on Amazon for about 15 bucks and you, you push it into the ground and as you pull it out, it'll pull out a good core of earth. If the ground is not too compact and pretty soft, you might get six to eight inches. Now you only want maybe an inch or so from each one. So you go through and you plug the six or seven or eight or how many, you know, how many samples it's going to take to get a good average of what's going on in that soil. And you don't want to touch it with your fingers. You want to try to um, put it in a, a – I, I like to put it in like a really clean uh, Tupperware that I know hasn't been touched by anything. And I put it in there and I don't usually touch the soil with my fingers. I just kind of take it from the probe. I push it from the back end, let it fall in. And so I gather a lot of soil and I just shake it up and let it blend, let it mix in because we're trying to find the average. Once you have that, um, every soil sample is going to be different depending on what sample you have. But you're going to fill in the bag. You're going to put it in a bag or you could use a Ziploc bag, either one, the mixed right. They usually want two to three cups. It depends on what the sample you're taking is. So if you've taken five cups of soil, you mix it up real good. Take the two or three cups that they need, put it in this baggie, zip it up, tie it off, and then there's going to be a form with it. So the form is going to say what kind of test do you do you want because we have a lot of different tests. So I'm going to go off of the USU form, um, but if you're in another state, another area, just go to your um, extension, your ag ag extension online, and they'll they'll tell you what you can have. So here you have a few tests. You get your basic a routine test. It's 25 bucks, and you have to pay the shipping. So maybe three bucks. That's what I'm saying. It's not expensive. We're looking at 30 bucks to do a routine test, but most people will skip it. And, and what it'll do is it'll tell you the, the macros, so the phosphorus, the potassium, the nitrogen. It'll talk about the levels in your soil. If it's 
high, if it's under, and they'll, they'll often give you recommendations per 1,000 square feet what to do to correct it. So if, it's, if, it's, if the nitrogen levels are way low, they might say, hey, add a half a pound of nitrogen per 1,000 square feet to get it up. It'll also include a soil salinity. So we're talking about salts in the soil, which here, you know, as you know, we have a, we have a very – a lot of snow in the winter. And so we have a lot of snow plowing, a lot of salting on the driveways. That ends up in the grass. And so it'll help with that. It'll also give you a pH level. So is it alkaline? Is it acidic? Um, all these are huge markers. And so that's a $25 test, maybe $5 mailing. So $30, bucks, you are going to have that. And the next one up is the Micro Plus. So it's going to start out with that first test, all those things I just spoke about. But this one's going to even include your micronutrients, so not just your macros. So your iron, your zinc, your copper, um, your manganese, your calcium, etc. And those are really important to have because you're, you could have a lawn that's got your macros dialed in. Maybe your micros are mostly, but you may find, whoa, it's deficient in iron. That's why it's chlorotic. And again, with the soil sample, you have the answers instead of guessing. And so that and that one's 35. So it's 10 bucks more. So again, 35, five for shipping, 40 bucks all in. You're gonna have a game plan. They have a bunch of other ones. Okay, one of the things, the markers that they'll they'll refer to is called the SAR, the sodium adsorption ratio, SAR. And it's basically the ratio of sodium, which is Na, to calcium, Ca, plus magnesium in the soil. So if you had a high SAR, that's going to cause a deterioration of soil uh, aggregates, particles, and often results in like crusting or hard soil on the top. It's going to result in poor water um, passing through infiltration, which is massive in, in a lawn, in, in establishing a lawn. So this SAR is a really important number, and it's going to help you to understand how well is your lawn even utilizing or able to absorb all the irrigation and the water that you're putting down. Another one, it'll say organic matter. Organic matter provides the nutrients, the, the nitrogens, the sulfur for plant growth while improving the soil. And so generally, the higher you're going to want higher levels of organic matter. Um, you know, things like compost, breakdown, you know, nutrient breakdown, all these things are, are organic matter. They're also going to influence the effectiveness and the application rate of, of different herbicides that you're applying. So understanding the organic matter, if you're low on organic matter, um, things aren't going to work as well. Your fertilizers or weed controls, you want to get that dialed in and you want to make sure you have an accurate amount of, of uh, organic matter. The third important thing um, that will be on some of these samples is it will say CEC. So that's the cation exchange capacity. Basically, it's the, it's the total capacity of the soil to hold exchangeable cations. Um, and so this really influences the soil's ability to hold on to nutrients, so, you know, if you're fertilizing and, you, and your CEC is way off, it may not be able to hold and utilize the nutrients. So you're, it's, you don't have, you're not being effective. Um, it also can provide a buffer against soil acidification. And so those are the three things um, on top of the macros, on top of the micronutrients, the salinity in the soil, the pH balance, you know, all these things you can find out for literally 50 or 50 or 60 bucks or less, including shipping. So if you're going to spend 500 bucks a year on fertilization, on weed control, um, year after year, in my view, it would make sense to spend the 30 to 60 bucks, have the test done so that you know, hey, I don't want my company putting down more nitrogen if I've already put it down. 
Or if you're doing your own lawn, hey, I don't need to put nitrogen. I need to bring in some more micronutrients. Or, wow, my CEC is way off, way off whatever I'm doing. It's not really effective. So let's correct that. Let's add more organic matter. So again, it's just a guide. It's a, it's a guide for you. It's, a, it's an important tool to help build a great lawn care program. And unfortunately, so many people will overlook it. Um, the last thing I want to mention is if you do one, you want to do one consistently. So it's not you do one every five years because you need to see if you're making progress. You might do two in a season or if things look good and the lawn's pretty good, maybe you do one every other year or every year. Just again, some way you can continue to compare um, and make sure that you, your numbers are dialed in. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you go out and and research your local ag extension, look at the soil samples, and just most importantly understand this is a very inexpensive way to to build a little playbook, uh, whatever you want to call it, a guide for your own personal lawn care program, whether you're a professional or a homeowner. Anyway, that's all I got for soil samples. I'm going to continue on the next episode. And it's going to it's going to build off of this one. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening.